If you're an Android user looking for the best way to eliminate a minor satanic infestation in your house, uh, there's probably an app for that, I would guess. I mean, I haven't spent a lengthy time on the Android store. But while you're using that app, you should listen to your podcast on the Podcast Republic app. It's got thousands of great reviews touting all of the wonderful features it has. I love that when you favorite your favorite shows, they download without you thinking about it. So check out the Podcast Republic app on the Google Play Store. Welcome to Dissecting the 80s. I am Count Triplano, <laughs> and with me, as always, is my tag team partner, a man who I feel was as afraid of using the toilet as I was the first time he saw this movie's box cover, the Macho Man Drew. Andrew Leno. I thought you were going to go for like a Renfield situation, like a Renfield <laughs> to my... Trippy yeah, life. yeah. No, I was just trying to think of something spooky, and uh, I, I thought I try. I was like, I'll come up with it as I'm saying the words. That's always a good idea. Yeah. Well, you know, I have a pretty good amount of improv training, so I felt like I would get there. But you sometimes, <laughs> sometimes you leap without a net and you fall and bang your knee, and then you have to just keep going. That's yeah. fine. Uh, we, of course, are celebrating one of our favorite things: the annual spooktacular thundercrash. Uh, <laughs> starting off with a movie i have been curious about seeing for the better part of 25 years me too ghoulies so you know what that means we gotta go back we gotta go dissect the 80s it's your lazy barely a movie movie something's gotta be done about your lazy barely a movie movie when the mega powers expire <laughs> So let's let's before we get into this, I feel like this frankly is more interesting than the uh, (laughs) this movie, this story that I'm going to tell is like 10 times more interesting than this movie, which is a low bar. It's this is not the great story. Yeah, it's a curb. (laughs) Uh, I was recently talking to some folks about. Uh, the video store memories and in you know like you know visiting the video store as a kid and we were all we got to talking about the movies that you weren't allowed to see and we had pretty loosey-goosey rules as far yeah. as seeing movies go there was one the one restriction and this says a lot about me i think but the one restriction i vividly have uh is i couldn't watch clerks Mom was like, absolutely no way, no how, you're not allowed to watch Clerks. And I really wanted to watch Clerks because I had seen a, at least one other Kevin Smith movie at that point. Our older how brother really liked Like 16? Okay. 15? Oh, okay. Yeah. So our older brother was into Kevin Smith, and he, I think he showed me, I think he gave me Mallrats, and I watched that, which is definitely also R-rated, but not quite as raunchy as Clerks is, for sure. Um, but for whatever reason, mom adamantly was like, you cannot watch Clerks. And I remember being very excited the day I turned 17 because I was like, guess what I'm doing today, mom? I'm watching Clerks and there's nothing Get you can do about it. Get lady. 
yeah. And it's funny because like this, this also says a lot about me. It was a tape that we owned. Mom had that movie for whatever reason. I don't know if gig like oh, recommended really? it and then she bought it. Yeah. 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 Um, but I could have just like at any point watched it. Like yeah, at any point I could have just, yeah, of course I could have watched the movie. Um, and, and the other thing that's always amused me about this is, you know, I watched, I was the Terminator for my fourth grade Halloween costume. I was, and I was the Terminator too. Hannibal Lecter for seventh, eighth grade. Uh, no, Hannibal Lecter was, was before that even, but I will say Hannibal Lecter, uh, I never saw the movie. It was because I saw a, the, the local news when the prison, uh, security people got tasers for the first time, or maybe the police got tasers for the first time. There was a news piece about the fact that they got tasers. It must have been prisoner prison folks because they were talking about how you see high security in movies, and they played a clip mm-hmm. from Silence of the Lambs where he's getting wheeled off the plane in the yeah. straitjacket and thing. And I was just like, "That is the scariest, coolest thing I've ever seen." That's what I want to be wrong. for Halloween. Yeah, no, it's super right. And mom, mom was like, "All right, that's a pretty easy thing to pull off." So I was Hannibal Lecter years before I saw that movie. I mean, years before I saw that movie, people were very confused that this child was being Hannibal yeah, Lecter. Yeah, I imagine. They were probably like, wow, your parents are terrible. Uh, anyway, so I wasn't wasn't allowed to watch Clerks. And then finally, I was like so excited to watch it. But then we got to talking about things. Other pe- And other people had restrictions like, oh, you can't go watch the scary movies. You know, you know, no scary movies for you. Like they weren't allowed to. And I had the realization, which is probably also true for you, although you were a little braver than me as a kid. Uh, I had no need for a restriction about horror movies <laughs> like there was like i would i would always do the thing where i'd like walk down the horror movie aisle and just seeing the box covers would scare the shit out of me as a kid see i remember i would walk down the, the horror movie aisle and be like get that like little like pitter patter of excitement it was like oh what's gonna what's gonna give me i i knew i could never bring them to the i knew i could never get them i knew i could never actually rent them but i i could see them and be excited <laughs> And I think the only restrict the only restriction I remember is that I guess I got to a point where I stopped being brave, and I I wasn't allowed to watch Are You Afraid of the Dark. Mm. It came on like it was I want to say it was like Sundays at nine. It was like the last thing of the weekend, and Mom was always yeah, like, yeah. "You are not allowed to watch that show." And I remember being like, "Why?" And then it scared like the scariest yeah, yeah, yeah. episode of that show, and I I maintain it. It, it I'm. I see it on lists of like the scariest episodes and I'm like, that's, I feel vindicated. Like I wasn't crazy. It's the, the pool monster where there's this like drippy <laughs> yes. skeleton ghoul, red skeleton ghoul that comes out of the pool. And like, I, that, I played that for a Halloween movie night a couple of years that ago. That episode holds up. No, it was good. It was definitely good. I, I will say still to this day as a full grown man putting on an, are you afraid of the dark? And the like, and a creaky swing and stuff starts i pucker a little yeah there's a little not gonna lie it's a little goose fleshy yeah it's good it's it's very effective all that to say i have vivid memories of i would go down the horror aisle even though i know like i knew it was a bad idea it was it was like wanting to wanting to touch the fire so to speak you know Mm -hmm. you want to like push yourself a little hand get 
Exactly. And so I would go down the aisle and it wasn't like I needed to be scolded not to do this. I just like knew better and was doing it anyway. I didn't need the protection of, of mom being like, now you can't run any horror movies. You probably shouldn't even go down the aisle because it's like, I know this. I'm aware that I shouldn't be doing what I'm doing right now, but I would, you know, TTT. And so this movie's cover is so ubiquitous, not just for, for us, but all over. I posted on our Facebook and Twitter pages, uh, about a week ago, a stock image of a toilet. Like I took a Home Depot, I searched for toilet on the Home Depot website and I took a picture of a toilet and I was like, here's the clue for our next episode. And I posted this stock image of a toilet on both social medias. And it was like, anybody know what it is? And within 10 minutes, two a different person on each one was like, ghoulies. It was mm-hmm. instantaneous. Like this movie's box cover was brilliant. And so I was like, very very excited to watch this what did you think this movie was about did you do any research did you know i i knew what this movie was about because uh, okay about a year ago i think another podcast that i like covered ghoulies uh the dead meat podcast and they they went in they were like this is not the gremlins ripoff you think it's gonna be they're like no because they broke it down and i like half remembered watching this movie about how terrible it was and i I did purposely not go back and listen to th- I'm like I waited till we recorded this. Like I'm gonna listen to it as soon as I'm done recording this. So I yeah, can yeah, what yeah. They said. But yeah, I was like when in kind of knowing that this was not going to be what what's on the tin. Yeah. I was expecting not necessarily a Gremlins ripoff, but sort of tiny monster mayhem. Or or kind of like um oh geez, it just fell out of my head. But there's another eighties movie that involves tiny monsters. They come out of this rift in the backyard. Chud? No, the the I want to say it's called the gate, but I was expecting sort of mysterious creatures come to a town and cause mayhem and and yeah, it is the gate. That's the one I was thinking of. It's apparently uh there's apparently two of them. But I was thinking of, you know, there's a rift in the ground and these monsters pop out or there's you know, any number of ways. This movie feels like the equivalent of like you get home and you like put the chocolate syrup on your that you just bought on your ice cream and you take a bite and you're like oh i got sugar free yeah like it's yeah you're like yeah, yeah. oh i i grabbed this this is what i normally get and like oh it's a sugar free one yeah exactly hmm. it's it's disappointing and it's hard to put your finger on exactly what it is cuz it's like almost a thing but it's just <laughs> yeah, not it it kind of does the job but like i don't know yeah tremendously disappointing is how i described this and i knew i was going to be disappointed the second i saw charles band yep. in the credits because he he is a notorious cheapster and the man behind parasite 3d which is just oh boy what a waste of a, of a of a time of my life that was yeah i i it's a sh- i feel bad that i don't like this movie like I, I i'm like i feel like this is one of those you know classic bad good horror movies but like it's just not good it's it's boring and it's lazy it feels like i don't know because you're a writer and i i imagine you have probably always been a better writer than i but in like sixth grade when you're like i'm gonna write a story and it's like yeah yeah i told my friends we're having a party and then the next paragraph is we're at the party and it's fun and yeah, like, and the yeah. party's over, and I'm going to bed, and you're like, it's just there's no thought of pacing or or anything. It's just let me exp like here's why. Yeah, I have a the, magic the- necklace that does everything. <laughs> 
we have said many times that the worst thing a movie can be is boring. It's the, the worst. movie can be like that's the worst sin that any movie can commit is I just I just don't want to be bored. That is all. This is the this is the lowest of bars. That when I go into a movie, I just don't want to be bored. Give me something to be entertained your by. Yeah, and and I I feel like you can do that in a low budget way. Certainly, Alligator didn't cost a lot of money, and I found that movie I delightful. Love Alligator. And so it's like this movie has a bunch of elements I really like. It's got practical puppets that even when they look like cheap puppets, I still kind of like looking at them. They're okay. You have a couple of like wildly drawn characters that I genuinely found amusement in and would have liked to spend more time with, but we don't get to do that. Ooh. I like I liked the the insanity of the guy Toad Boy and the Stoner uh, I guys. Was, I Toad Boy could not get his neck snapped fast enough, y'all. <laughs> but I agree with that. But I'm saying if I had 10 less minutes of the main couple and 10 more minutes of Toad Boy and the stoners getting into hijinks, I think this movie is a lot better and more interesting. Maybe, yeah. Because I'm just watching this couple go through weird couple fights and I'm. it's like this movie's Barely 80 minutes long because yeah, it, it has is. a long it is a long title sequence and it has a long uh credit sequence. Yeah, it's it's just lazy. It feels like the only way the best way for me to describe it. There's it's it's lazy and and not really thought out. Yeah. We'll we'll get into it. Uh we start with uh these crazy green eyes Satan worshippers doing this ritual with At the baby. least these green eyes are good because later yes. they oh, are God. not good. We'll get I there. literally we'll get there. I, I yeah, I'm gonna put a pin in it, but oh my god, I have so many notes <laughs> oh about my the god. eyes. Half my notes later are like, What's happening? Yeah, I it's I, yes, okay, we'll get there momentarily. So um, we're in someone's basement. Yes, this is clearly a barely decorated basement that they had access to. Someone went to Party City and bought a spooky dungeon backdrop that they taped to the wall. Yes. It honestly looks barely a step up from, I was just recently at the Dollar Tree and they had these plastic, they're about 60 by 48 things you can hang on the wall that mm-hmm. look like a graveyard with skeletons yeah. in it and like spooky ghosts. It looks about that good. Yes, it's, yeah. And this guy is leading some kind of demon cult ritual and then the woman comes forward and is like no you promised and i was like oh we're just diving in there's there's no build-up i had this guy down in my notes as discount bowie from labyrinth yeah oh he that's exactly who he wants to be <laughs> and we get a this is the f- literally th- three minutes in and i already have questions because we get yeah. a ruby slipper protect the the mom puts a, a necklace on the baby and it's like the ruby slipper protection like you can't like no. He goes to take the necklace off, and it does the sparks like the the apple juice off, splashing off the ruby slippers. Uh huh. Yeah. And he's like, ah, mehenchman, take the baby away. And I was like, well, why doesn't someone else take the necklace off? Like, does it affect yes. everybody? Can, can can you can can you I don't know, just like eviscerate the baby? Can you do other things to it? Because if if literally. The necklace is the only thing protecting that baby. Why wasn't he grown up wearing it? Like, why wasn't it like, oh, this necklace? I don't know. I've always, I've had it my whole life. Like, give me the, like, the baby, you know, the baby dropped off at the orphanage and the necklace is the key to everything. 
It's also 5,000 times more interesting if something happens that knocks the necklace off and that starts the descent into him doing this resurrection stuff at the house. Yes, it is. (laughs) I agree. It's like, that's such an obvious answer to this problem. Mm -hmm. Like he takes it off to shower or something and then like it disappears. It breaks. Yes. You know, it catches on something and it breaks, you know, something easy peasy like that. You know, they're doing home reconstruction projects. He could easily get this snagged on a nail, on a board, yeah. on a doorknob, but anything, and it breaks. And then he has, like, a spell come over him. It would be so much more interesting. Uh, but, and the other thing that I this crazy to me is I don't want to watch this scene. Like, I hate when, these, when movies have these things. But it sort of does the Harry Potter-esque, oh, love protection thing. How about we just torture the mom? Like, you're like... If you don't take it off, I'm going to break all your fingers at once. And then have someone snap a bunch of popsicle sticks behind the camera and have her screaming with her fingers all gnarled. You yeah. know, like do, do something. I don't want to I don't want to watch grotesque stuff happen to this woman. I'm just saying do stuff. Well, so but the problem is that like after the baby gets taken away, the mom, he casts a spell on the mom. And clearly that you can see the chest burster come through her chest because yeah, all of a sudden yeah. her head is locked in a back position with the, with the mouth open. Like, <laughs> yeah, oh, exactly. Pop it. Yeah. And you see it push and push and push. And then it cuts to the outside of the mansion and she screams. And I was like, are you kidding me? <laughs> I I guarantee the effect didn't work. You have That's the, the only logical <laughs> to show me all of the buildup. And I don't care if it's bad at that point. Yeah, no, I'm with you. And also just like put more fake blood on it if it's bad, you know? Oh, my. everything in, in every shitty effect is saved with more fake blood. Yeah, I also uh, I don't want to let this go by, even though it's n- useless and nonsensical. This is a dollar store Randy Quaid that takes the baby away. Oh, I mean, the guy who becomes the narrator later and we don't realize. Yes, it? yes. Whose character disappeared and never came back until the end. And I was like, well, where have you been the whole time? <laughs> yes, yes. So the ghoulies hide. And now we cut to uh, Jonathan, the baby, who is now 21 going on 45. He is so fucking old looking. And like, I don't mean to say that as a like hair flip. I'm a young, I'm a young looking 28. This boy looks road hard and put away wet. He looks like Pete Gallagher now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Like, like middle aged bordering on actually Pete Gallagher is probably 60. So I think he's above middle age, like bordering on old Pete Gallagher. And that's not to be shitty to Peter Gallagher. Who's a fine actor. I'm just saying this guy has Peter Gallagher's hair. And then it's his just like, face. he's supposed to be in college. I think. Yeah. He's <laughs> actually my age in real life. Filming this movie is like 30, Ooh. almost 35. And I was like, holy shit. 35 looks different in 19. It's a roof looking 35 textured skin (laughs) yeah he 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 also just like his hair is a little bit gray right like it's just starting to be gray far back yeah yeah and again this is not a criticism of this person but why is he playing someone in college like what the hell two year old and i'm like this makes absolutely no sense he's he's actively aggressively not 22 yeah like come on and even if it's like, oh, he's just finishing grad school, he doesn't look 25 either. Yeah, no, he, he looks like I'm going back to college. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got my GI Bill and I, you know, I served yes. two tours and now I'm home to get a degree, which is fine. Like, this again, like, just totally cast cool. somebody totally younger. Valid. Yeah. But, like, write the character or ca- cast the actor for the role or change the role. Right. 
Uh, so we get to this spooky basement that is like full of satanic materials and everyone's like, he's just like, huh, that's a bunch of weird decorations, isn't it? And then goes right back upstairs and is like, well, guess I better throw a party. Yeah. Again, the pacing makes no sense. And I, I really like, I don't, I, like, I don't, I, I'm constantly talking about how I never see commercials, but I've seen a couple recently watching uh, horror movies on random streaming things. And there's, there's a, uh, probably it's an insurance ad. I don't remember what it's for, but this new homeowner like goes up to his attic and he flicks the lights on and there's just all sorts of creepy stuff. And the mm-hmm. guy's response is to be like, nope, and turn the lights off and leave. And I was like, exactly. It looks like the basement from, uh cabin in the woods oh yeah, yeah it's yeah. just like anything you touch is opening some it's sort of going to activate yeah yeah and he's like there, the, there's like a little um uh music box with a dancing ballerina and then all these creepy <laughs> mannequins and the guy is just like lights off back downstairs and i'm like thank you someone with a sound mind in, in a horror situation well so he in the basement there's like the demonic symbol on the floor and he like brushes his hand on it and i was like don't don't do that because you're gonna cut yourself Yes. There's going to be some weird sharp piece of glass or something on the floor. It's going to cut you. Your blood's going to get on the thing. And, and then you start a thing. Yeah. And then yeah. he opens the tiniest little chest in the world. And inside is the entire high priest outfit and the guidebook. The like how to how to how to ghoulies. The Necronomicon, the Four book dummies. of the dead. Yeah, exactly. It's got the yellow and black cover and those like <laughs> yeah. goofy illustrations. Yeah. I also like, there is, I will say, to say some nice things about this movie, there's a great comedy edit when he's like, we should have a party. And and she, her response is like, what? No, is Becky her name? Yeah. Sure. And, and, and she's like, you can't have a party. And he's like, oh, it's not like anybody can wreck anything. And we smash cut to someone knocking over glass and breaking. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, that's good. That's really solid. Yeah. Also, this movie is full of the worst looking fake wine I've ever seen. (laughs) It's really, really bad. It's just red water. And they only eat, they eat salads and only drink this red water wine. And, and I always wonder, like, it can't possibly be more expensive to buy two bottles of crappy grape juice than the red food coloring. Like it can't possibly it be might, more expensive. It might be a like a this is in my house situation. Like, I, mean, I think maybe. like someone might already own it. The red water? Yeah, the red food color. Like someone's like, uh-huh. oh, I have red food coloring. Oh, we have it for blood for the props department. Yeah. Ergo, we can yeah, maybe. Cause what I would when I I was in a show where I had to drink I had to eat pizza and drink wine and the director was like, it's probably going to be a white wine. Because, and I was like, why is it a white wine? He's like, because iced tea is all I could find for cheap. And I was like, <laughs> okay, I thought you were going to have like a reason why I would drink white wine with pizza. And you have to like m- mostly water with some a few splashes of the iced tea to make it that yellowy color. Yeah, yeah. Um, this is where we meet Toad, Toad Boy. Toad who Boy. Is, who is talking in a voice kind of like this. I don't get it. There's no explanation for who he is, why and we, he is. We immediately find out that, yes, agreed. Like, utterly incomprehensible that this is a character choice that has no explanation in the movie. Like, just utterly un- mm-hmm. incomprehensible that you would do this. But doubly incomprehensible is Mariska Hargitay in her first Baby, baby Olivia Benson. Has just gone on a date with this guy. She's like... No way. No, the very no attractive Mariska Hargitay. Like, get out of town this woman wouldn't give this guy the time of day she wouldn't stop if he was on fire are you kidding also it's a house party and uh the guy's girl what becky we say her name was we decided yeah becky i'm pretty sure is making a pot of mashed potatoes 
She absolutely is. <laughs> I'm like, what are we? This is like, uh, uh, that's my kind of house party where there's like mashed, <laughs> mashed potatoes, potato bar, mac and cheese. Like, I yeah, want all yeah. that. But what? That's not this party. That's not this vibe. It's funny because later they have a dinner party, and I wondered if it was just because I think there's mashed potatoes on the dinner party scene, and there I wondered are, if mashed it was potatoes, just, a terrine of soup. It's where could they hide the ghoulies? Well, I think food. what they, I think what they did was like we have enough budget to make one round of party food. We're going to shoot those scenes back to back so we, the food can stay oh, there you go. safe. And it's like you're making mashed potatoes, and she's like, "That doesn't make any sense." And he's like, "I do not care. Keep, <laughs> keep mashing." Charles Band is like, "Just for that, I'm taking five dollars out of the budget wheel." <laughs> I hope you like hot dogs at catering because the pizza budget is gone God, now. No. You, everyone, thank Becky. <laughs> We're having a bar K beef franks, one dollar for eight. <laughs> everyone, thank Mariska Hargitay. Had things to say about the mashed potatoes, and now you're all eating weird mystery meat hot dogs. <laughs> so we smash cut to really bad break dancing. Yeah, and there's a Conrad birdie looking a hole. <laughs> he, he, that's exactly what he is. I had him down as uh, as as deep discount um, Danny Zuko. Deep discount Danny Zuko is really really good. That's better what I was going to say is James Dean, but yes, Danny yep. Zuko for sure. He's uh, like shoulders are twitching. He's like, hey, yeah. Sandy, hey, what are you guys? What are you guys doing? Hey, 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 I'm the, hey, I'm the hey, hot guy. My name is Dick. <laughs> it's like very much uh, Andrew Dice Clay vibe, but yes. just 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 like a sousson less gross just like the merest difference between just like oh you're just flat disgusting and yeah. and. Yeah, but he they're like, so what do you guys want to do? And he immediately whips out a condom and he's like, hey, yeah, yeah, about this, this, uh, this uh, thing here. Uh, you got any you ladies? This. I brought this uh, to you ladies trying to fool around safely. Huh? <laughs> he flicks it like a fan. He's got five of them. Yeah, he, he it was honestly a half step above like a switchblade comb where he just like <laughs> flicked it out and it had a, this special like and it comes up like, come on, what is this? Or I'm picturing the like uh the the wallet photo gag where it's just flicked yes. all the photos <laughs> he flicks his wallet and all the condoms roll out yeah his wallet they show it it has like five of those imprinted rings from the condom being in there it's for just, so long they're permanent it's the stamps. olympic rings it's in the <laughs> olympic ring shapes yeah i was just like who are these maniacs what is this what is this party what is happening i have no idea and then the party's over all of a sudden well, it's not over because the, it's like, well, what do you want to do? What do you do? And the one guy's like, how about we do a satanic ritual in the basement? And everybody's like, yeah, okay, that sounds like fun. No, I, cause I think it's supposed to be the party is happening and now it's just the f- close friend. Like the party is over and it's just the close friends. Oh, I don't remember seeing anyone else at the party. So I think I, I maybe I'm maybe I'm giving the movie too much credit, but I think in like the breakdancing scene and the kitchen scene, there's quote unquote extras, which are probably oh. just like grips crew members and, yeah. and the best boy. <laughs> yes. They're like, hey, put on a shirt that isn't stained with grease and stand in the background. You go eat those potato chips. The guy's like, they've been out for nine hours under the lights. He's like, I eat the potato chips, Derek. It's like when you're at a, it's like when you're at a barbecue and the it's night's winding down. You're like, I'm gonna have one chip for the road. And you pick up a Dorito and it's like squishes in your hand. Uh-huh. And you're like, oh, <laughs> or it just wilts. <laughs> you go to scoop, just like you go to scoop dip and it just bends uh-huh. and it doesn't yeah. scoop anything. You're like you're like, oh, I guess it's not time to eat this, huh? <laughs> Frisbee. Um, 
But yeah, I, I I most recently was at a, a socially distanced shindig and I, the same situation, you know, was drinking and I went to there was chicken skewers that had been made earlier and I oh, like, no. so you Oh so no. You, so you weren't like touching you could just pick up a whole skewer and not touch other food. And I went to eat this thing and it was like, oh, this needs this needs a dipping sauce real bad. <laughs> it's like sawdust now. It's, it's way past cold. prime. Just cold <laughs> sawdust. Yes, exactly. But yeah, it, it to me felt like let's have a party. That's ha- the, the party is happening for three minutes. Now the party's over. Sloppy, sloppy writing. And he goes, right. "I have an idea." Literally, the, the line is, "I have an idea. Let's do a ritual." And everyone's like, "All right, no, no, no." <laughs> yes. What and, white and nonsense like- <laughs> is this? <laughs> I'll give you. Sure. Okay, we'll do a ritual. But the second time that someone like tries to kind of take the piss out of this because he's being he's being very serious doing the sat- satanic ritual, and all his friends are like, "Ah, you're wearing dumb ropes." Somebody makes fun of it, and he kind of snaps at them. And someone makes fun of it a little bit later, and he snaps even harder. At that point, I'm like, "Oh, this is real." And there's a trip shaped hole in the wall. As <laughs> yeah. I just like, "Oh, boom, yeah. I'm out of here." Like, "Oh, you're actually trying to summon a demon." Goodbye. Not gonna stay. For for that part because yeah. i don't I mean, want to like, be you eaten. know what i just remembered that there's chips upstairs does anybody else want a bowl of chips and i grab yeah. my friend my closest friend's hand and we leave we're yeah exactly i need a fresh drink or i have to pee or any number of simple party excuses mm-hmm. so there's a girl missing from the circle here and that's also my cue yeah oh i gotta go look for jennifer bye yeah exactly uh and there's no um spirit sort of visual thing but then we get this like sort of cool ghostbusters effect afterward Mm -hmm. and that's the ghoulies arrival yeah but again it's not super clear why like the the cult i guess worships the ghoulies but the ghoulies do what they say so like how are you being worshipped if you're just a servant well, it's also deeply confusing because not only do we have the ghoulies, which we can run down here in a moment, but we also have two little people who are Come also servants. out of nowhere. Right. And it's like, is this your army? Like you have the ghoulies and these two servants? Like what? what is the situation vis-a-vis And the two ghoulie? little people are literally dressed like Maleficent's henchmen from the original Sleeping Beauty, the Disney Sleeping Beauty. I think they look like extras in Willow. I haven't seen Willow. Oh, it's like they got like weird skins on and look a at, couple of them have leather helmets. Go look at the the Disney the Disney Sleeping Beauty Maleficent henchman. You'll see exactly what I'm talking about. The the movie with uh what's her face or the no, cartoon? No, the original cartoon. Okay. And in all any case, the cradles. <laughs> I'm sorry, what was that? And uh, that was and all the cradles as one of the henchmen. Oh. When she's like, all these years you've been looking for a baby. Sorry, I could, that is a great, Maleficent is a great villain in that movie. Yeah, I could, I could see it. They, they, like, she, they do have a little, they're, they're in the ballpark of these little creatures. That's, that's similar. They have like the ho- the helmet with the horns and the, yeah, and the yeah, it's in the ballpark. I, I still think uh, Willow is maybe the better uh, direct because they're also people wearing various medieval clothing, but mm. the same, the same thing applies. In any case, uh, they they'll come up in a second. But we get—is this when we get the rundown of all the ghoulies, or does that happen in a minute? That happens in a minute. First, we have to okay. see the, the clown puppet thing. Oh right. Okay. So this clown puppet, I am Makes convinced. No sense. I, well, that's that's absolutely true. But I am convinced this clown puppet is actually a Joker mask. 
like an actual mask of uh, uh, like uh, Cesar Romero. Yeah, oh. Cesar Romero Joker. Like it looks so much like him, and it's. Oh, I didn't even think about that. It seems to me like what they did with Michael Myers, where they bought like an off the rack William Shatner mask and they messed with it to make yeah. that. It, I I don't have any proof of this because I tried searching information about this movie and it basically doesn't exist. Oh, no. there is a well, there's a book that a super fan who ran a Ghoulies fan site for years <sighs> made. Like he did a lot of interviews. Hey, you know, people like things. That's fine. I'm not, I mean, yeah, I'm not. I'm not mad at you <laughs> for doing what you love, but you you can't tell me that's not funny. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but he put together this, this this person put together a book and did like a ton of interviews. And I genuinely did want to read it, but I couldn't find it for a price that I deemed reasonable for podcast I research. Mean, fair, <laughs> yes, which which to be fair would have been extremely low. But I just I wanted think anything to know, over like, ten. I'm like no. It was right around that mark, and I was like, I'm going to read this. And I, I, I was looking it up while watching this movie, and I was like, we're never doing another Ghoulies. Sorry if you're a big Ghoulies fan and you were hoping for a Ghoulies run. Like, I I am Mr. Franchise. There is nothing I love more than watching you a what, movie. If you if you go to Patreon and you pledge $50, we will do a Ghoulies movie. <laughs> you can personally sponsor for just $50. You can personally sponsor a Ghoulies $50 for a year, of course. Oh, yeah. Full, a full <laughs> this, year of 50 This is a full $50 a year pledge. If you give us I will $600. Make a new yes. <laughs> yes. It will, cost, it will cost $600, and we will do Ghoulies 2. I don't think Ghoulies 3 is our timeline. You mean Ghoulies the college 90s. years? No, Ghoulies Go to College is Ghoulies 3. That's what I said. The third one. You said the th- yeah. Ghoulies 3. Yeah, Ghoulies the college years. Yes. Well, it's called Ghoulies Go to College. Either way, it's dumb. I don't think you're making it better. Well, I will say this. We'll we'll get to it momentarily. If Ghoulies Go to College was just Drooly Ghouly actually going to college, I would watch that movie. Which one's Dro- we'll, is, is Drooly Ghouly the green one? Drooly Ghouly is the ghoul, Drooly Ghouly. He's always drooling. You forget that I watched this movie like a week and a half ago. <laughs> Julie I watched Gooley this is, movie a week and a okay. half ago. True. All right, let's see if this helps. I've been working on this for like a solid week. Drooly Gooly is the one that was sounding like this. Um, guys, are we sure we're doing the right thing here? Is he the, the pointy teeth, the lots of pointy, pointy teeth one? Yes. Yeah. And his eyes are always wiggle waggling. Yeah. He, so he's not the green one. He's not the one. No, no, no. Okay. No, that is, that is a uh, toilet bowl green sperm Gooly. Green sperm? He looks like a sperm. He's he, got the smooth head. He just looks like a baby. No, he's got a smooth head and tiny little legs. I I think he just looks like a green baby, but okay. And then we got we got uh we got Rat Ghouly. Yeah. That one I remember. Yeah. Okay. I can't believe Drooly Ghouly didn't land for you. I, was, I mean, I was it probably really will when I go through my notes. But again, I watched this a while ago. But so, so the, anyway, this clown puppet. This dummy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It it doesn't make any sense. Like it's not part of the ritual. It's not. They're part just of the doing cult. a scene from Poltergeist. Yes, that's all it is. That's all. Yeah, it is. it's just literally lifting a scene whole cloth from a different, better movie, and th- and there. Because it's I don't like why. Because then later it comes to life again and it takes its mask off, and I was like, well, wait, I'm confused. And it's when it does that, it's like a huge monster inside it, which isn't even a ghoulie. No, nothing makes sense. Charles Band, how dare you? Uh, this is where we find out Jonathan is dropping out of school. He tells uh, Becky that. And he's like, oh, I'm just going to take a year off and spend it fixing up the house, which we didn't say. He did. He inherited this house from his 
dead father or uncle i can't remember which dead f- who was it's dead father and he's buried on the grounds i think yeah yeah so there's like a lot of ominous shots of this grave Chekhov style yeah, there's us that's the thing it's a single grave on the ground it's not like the great like there's a graveyard or like a small plot of graves because i've seen like where well, they like only six or se- i've seen like there's like six or seven graves next to a big house yeah but they only had the budget for the one gravestone you're telling me you can't be yes like- Hey, I'm telling who, you who yes. in their who in their basement in their Halloween decorations has some spooky gravestones. Uh, you could nail two two by fours together convincingly, spray paint it gray and make it a cross. It would be easy to do that. But they absolutely did not have the budget for that. Yeah. So they do a cleaning montage and He's he like, finds I'm gonna the drop Satanist out of school robes. to fix up this house. And his girlfriend. Yeah, like, that's a terrible idea. Well, I. It could be a good idea if you had the basic carpentry skills required to do that, but he does not appear to. Sure, yeah. I mean, even if it was like, oh, we're going to live here, so I'm going to take a year off, I'm going to spend it fixing up this house so we have a nice place to live, like it will become a nice place to live over the next year, as opposed to living in this decrepit, cobweb-filled, William Castle-esque castle. Don't you you dare besmirch William Castle's name with this. (laughs) Well, I'm just saying it looks like a horror movie set. Like, I would not want to live there. Like, I I get that impulse. I think that's honestly not the worst impulse we've ever seen in a movie. Yeah. So, yeah, this happens over a, another shitty wine and salad dinner. <laughs> yes. Very, very exciting wine and salad dinner. You, how much you want to bet that this was a, Hall- a John Carpenter Halloween situation where at the end of the each shot, they were like, all right. And they open a Ziploc bag and like put the lettuce back in. <laughs> yep. Oh, for sure. <laughs> that lettuce by the time this shoot was over was growing other little it's fungal. growing new lettuce. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, the, yeah, the leaves. And this is where the narrator, we're like at 20 minutes into the movie and all of a sudden we have a narrator. Yeah, you can't spring a narrator on us. You have to start your movie with a narrator if you're going to have a narrator. Especially if your narrator was a character in your opening scene. Right, right. Because I did not make that connection until oh, the movie was over. Yeah. But like, what the hell, movie? We get, So he does this montage where he cleans the house up, or he's starting to clean the house. He finds the Satan robes, and then he starts to forge a necklace, which is, like, a ludicrous thing to happen in a movie. He car- They expect us to, like, to believe that he carved a whole coin necklace in three seconds. And that's not an exaggeration. Yeah. It's three seconds of screen time that he, like, starts to carve, the camera pans to his face, and then he picks up the whole coin. And I was like, wait, what? Yeah. And then, so he gives it to the girlfriend who's like, oh, thank you. This is very nice, I guess. It's the it's just the cheapest looking spooky necklace you can find. Like, yeah. it's, it, you know, that those stores that are like a dollar or two and they sell like, quote unquote, party supplies and mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. seasonal stuff. It's you'd find this necklace in that store. I, I feel like almost everything in this movie came from a dollar or two. Yeah, I mean, it looks like the clearance section, it looks like going to Spirit Halloween on November 3rd, Mm -hmm. right? Where it's like, our lease literally ends in 48 hours, we are slashing and burning anything that is something we can get rid of, and it's like- We'll give you $5 to leave with an armful of stuff. 
and it's like some of this stuff is broken. Some of these things have been like reduced to 10% of sale of, of original cost because they literally are broken and we just want to get rid of it without throwing it away. Mm-hmm. And there's people like us in there who are like, well, I could make this into a costume piece. I can, you know, there's a little spit shine and I can make this. Yeah. Part. Yeah. Because like later, I don't know how close we are to this, but like the when you see the robes in full when he's wearing them, it's like, oh man, that is they a might as well fifth. have creases from being folded in a plastic bag. Yeah, absolutely. They are the cheapest looking Halloween costume material you can imagine. At least throw it in the sh- in the bathroom while you take a shower. Jesus, put it in the dryer on low heat for ten minutes. Like, just get them creases out of there. I, know. I mean, I have a steamer because, I, I, as a costume designer, I have a steamer, which is right the best invent. Like, seriously, I love. This is not movie related at all. I just love having a steamer because you don't have to crank out the ironing board. You don't have to worry about burning your clothes or is it safe. Generally speaking, a steamer is safe for all your clothes. It's great. It's the best. Yeah, we have we have a little one. It's not as elaborate as yours. The little handheld guy. Mm-hmm. They're great. Yeah, I agree. So he's shivering near his dad's grave, which Staring is supposed to be yeah, which is supposed to be like a, a thing. And then this starts the part of the movie where he's like not eating, and and the girlfriend is sort of being alarmed at this. Um, he, not sure why he's not eating. That's not explained. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, it's like he's just being sustained by ghost energy now, I guess, is the answer. Well, he's he also says uh, something about Payman, who is the hereditary demon. Yeah, it is the hereditary demon. I got a little nervous when I heard that, I'll be honest with you. <laughs> I have some bad memories of, of Payman. I, he and I did not get along well. Yeah, no. So he summons these demons and he begins to lay out just like a comical laundry list. It's like when little kids talk about like after they see a movie like Aladdin with a genie in it and they're like, oh, here's how I'd get around the genie's restrictions. And they lay out just these like absurd A to Z plans. It's like listening to that. Okay, so number one, you're not allowed to harm me or people that I tell you to do things to inadvertently. Like you can't do that thing where you carry out my words to the letter, but accidentally it hurts people. That's not allowed. You can't. And he's just like laying down the law Uh of like what's not. It's like, well, all of these are immediately going to be broken. I am sure of it. Yeah. How... You must be invisible to all but me. And I was like, how lazy is this stupid fucking script yes. that like you have to spell out for your audience. You have to do exactly what I say. Give me knowledge. Give me power and be invisible to all but me. Like just maybe just don't have them do a tap dance in front of other people. Yeah. Yeah. That seems like a simpler solution. And he's also holding the cheapest cardboard and aluminum foil looking ass scepter I've ever seen. Yes. It looks like a Power Rangers prop. No, it looks like when you're a little like a little kid and it's a rainy day and your mom's like, you can't go outside and play. Maybe make something with your imagination. And so you grab some tin foil and the and a a spare curtain rod and you're like, <laughs> now it's a magic wand. <laughs> He's also like he went from zero to Jonestown in like three seconds in terms of Yeah. Play. Yeah, there's no descent it uh, I really think what would be way better is if any other movie. Yeah, well, yeah, but the movie version we talk about, where like he has the necklace and it breaks, then maybe his dad's speaking to him and he's listening to the voice because the necklace isn't saving him anymore. You yeah, know, it's like a very great. simple edit. Yeah. So he he summons rain in the basement, which is honestly cool looking, but the also effect you got in the movie just totally insane. This is when the whole ghoulie lineup happens. Yeah, they're when all he's like laying out these rules. Yeah, so uh, Julie Ghoulie has 
really sharp teeth. He's always drooling. And he has very human looking eyes that are constantly like looking left to right. Because that's and, all they can do. Well, yes. But <laughs> the puppet only has eyes that dart back and forth. But I'm saying they're constantly in motion when they don't need to be. It gives this guy the appearance of like deeply, deeply in need of his Xanax prescription. <laughs> or just <laughs> like he might, cocaine. Yeah, like he might. It, the bloodshot eyes does lead me to believe it's cocaine. But he's a demon. Presumably he doesn't have earthly, worldly troubles. But this is the kind of guy who looks like he's going like, ah, I got to make my mortgage payments. <laughs> and, my, and my kids are going to private school now. And demon with anxiety is, <sighs> yes. the new, is the new sketch that I want. That's what I'm saying. If the movie was Drooly Ghoulie goes to college because he's like, all right, I got to go back to school because I'm not making enough money. And uh, I feel like an advanced degree will really help me in, in, in advancing to just like higher levels of management as, as a demon. And just like, I just I just really need this, guys. I, I really need to be going to school. And you really should support me. And, and, he's, and he's just like, he's constantly drooling. I was so like kind of here for Drooly Ghoulie. I feel like he deserves his own franchise. I'm so interested about what his life is is like because he's the only one of these things that has any life to him those eyes while insane and creepy and scary i like, have life i'll give you that yeah but he, he's like he's so such a nervous little nelly every time you see you on screen i'm like oh buddy it's okay like you're, you're gonna be <laughs> like even as he was like actively killing me i'd be like don't worry but i mean it's fine don't, oh, i didn't need that liver Ugh, uh. like it's okay it's okay you you're gonna be fine mm-hmm uh, my next note is this movie feels like it went from cold open right to act two. Yes, there is no preamble. And then we have acts like four and five. We yeah, get to like a natural and conclusion open, and keep two, going. Act five. And you're like, yes, well, wait a minute. I, I do have Becky written down as my next note. So I, I did remember that correctly. Oh, this is when she's yelling at him about not eating and not at all concerned about the fact that she walked in on him mid satanic ritual, like with a ritual robe and scepter and mm-hmm. etc. Yeah, that's that's what it is. He looks like a little kid that fat that like saw a, a spooky movie on TV and is like, I'm gonna pretend that movie now. Yes, exactly. So we go upstairs, we're having this fight. She's like, I'm gonna make eggs, and she starts cracking eggs straight into a pan, no fat, and then whisking in her nonstick pan with a fork. And I know we talk about eggs too much on this podcast, but egg. oh my god, That's deeply horrified. Put some fat in that pan. You gotta have some cooking fat in this house. I don't care what it is, put it in there. Yeah, and she's like slamming the things down. She's mad at him. And then yeah. all of a sudden, she's nice enough. She's like not mad enough to have sex with him. Yes, and <laughs> I love she's in the bed, in the bathroom adjacent to this master bedroom, and he's lighting a single candle, which I feel like is just a good analogy a for single how taper candle. Yeah, yeah. And it's like if the best you can do to set the mood is light this single candle, I have a very good idea of what foreplay looks like for you, and we immediately see it's like well. Okay, take your clothes off. Time yeah, to do this. Basically. <laughs> he doesn't even, he barely gets a single kiss in before it's like, all right, here we go. And then we, f- we see that the, the camera pulls back and the ghoulies are there while they're going to Bone Town. Yeah, it's like a bunch of sniffing dogs. There's a glowing uh, sim- like Satan symbol under there. And much like Seinfeld with the sandwich during sex, he's like ritualing to himself. Yeah, he's whispering Latin in her ear, and she keeps going, what are you saying? What are you saying? And it takes her way too long to catch on to the fact that he's doing a spell of some type. Because as soon as as soon as she realizes, she like kicks him off, and she's like, go fuck yourself. Yeah. I'm not here for your dumb Satan business. She dumps him and walks out. 
My next note is, God, he looks so old. That's like my fifth note of that ilk. So he puts on the altar. Like he, This goes to him in the altar and costume. And this is when the, the two little person actors arrive to like start the second half of this, I guess. Do you but- think they're supposed to be rats that got turned into people? Because they I, kind of have that look. I, they, I think that's as good a reading as any, but the helmets make me say no. Like Gus, like, Gus I feel fell like, on hard times. Yeah, no, I, I, I think that's as good a guess as any. But honestly, I just don't understand what they're doing here. Like why? Like he already has. They weren't in assistance. the opening scene. Right, right. And he he's made this circle on the ground. It's very much like Supernatural where they would like call a demon in and put it in a special like holding ritual drawing oh, yeah, the, thing. The, the trapping, the entrapment charm or drawing yeah. or whatever. But I love that. So he's behind the altar doing this summoning. They arrive and they're in this thing. And he's like gi- giving them this special glass of wine. But we cut to the two actor servant people and the one guy is like currently drinking the wine even though it's like yep. a and full then, minute <laughs> and then it's handed he's like hand he, then the next shot is him holding the wine and the next shot is him being hand like nothing is there's no consistency but the best part of the whole thing is that i don't know if you noticed this but jonathan has to come like out from around the altar like out behind the altar it's a pretty narrow like shuffle and then shuffle up it's a imagine like a regular folding table like a six foot wide you know two or three feet, six foot long, two, three feet wide table. And he is wearing these very cheap Halloween costume robes that are absolutely extremely flammable in 1985. Probably not so much now. But the whole set is lit candles. So this guy is doing like a Zoidberg crab shuffle. Like he's, (laughs) he's got, he's got the robe held in each hand and it's like baby step. Baby step, baby step, baby step. I'm at the corner. Okay. And we're going <laughs> to rotate right. Okay. And then baby step, baby step, shuffle, baby shuffle, step, baby shuffle. step. And then he gets out in front and is like, I command you. And I was like, nope, sorry. You absolutely cannot show me him do this little baby step shuffle around the table and then have him be imposing. Sorry. Nope. Well, and this is the part we can talk about it now. Finally, he has the green eyes and it's yes. the opposite of whatever cross eye is. Like he's got he's got one eye looking at the door and the other eye looking out the window. At first they're wrong on the north south axis. Like one is pointing south and one is north. And then we cut and then they're wrong on the east west axis. Like axis. Like they're pointing different directions. Like they're pointing out at like they're one is pointing due east and one is pointing due west. And through the whole rest of the movie, the eyes are never. There is one scene the rest of the movie where they are both pointing forward. Scene. where they belong There's one no. portion of one scene yeah one shot basically the rest of the time, <laughs> the other time it's different like one eye's directions looking at, one eye's looking at the moon the other eye's looking at the ground <laughs> and i'm just like first of all they're probably real contacts that this poor 100%. actor was tortured by and second of all if they look this bad do something else or just draw over it in post right just like, make them a solid green just anim- just hand animate over it Right, they're not, it's like, I realize this movie had no budget, but there are not that expensive solutions to these kinds of problems when you realize, like, oh, we made a huge mistake and we didn't notice how bad this looks. You have to do something. You have to fix it. Uh, We also learned, this is where we learned that the little people's, the minions' names are Grizzle and Greedy Gut, and I was like, this, again, adds nothing to this movie. Yes. 
<laughs> these stupid green frog eyes because that's what they're they not human eyes they're frog eyes. they're like yeah the, they're, an, they're, like they're wide, amphibian mm-hmm. the wide sort of slit eye oh my god yeah or reptilian i guess it could be could be construed as but yeah the, either way they are just like insanely insanely different directions at all times and then plot twist these two people that we've never seen before know everything about everything about all he needs to know yeah, it's like they they've been observe not only observing him but have been observing for millennia and know the whole history that he's know. And if that's the case, why weren't they summoned first? Like, what is the point? Like, or why weren't they in the opening scene? Th- these people need to be middle management, right? Like, he yes. needs to summon them. They're the middle management, and then they bring in the ghoulies, and the ghoulies go buck wild, out of cr- control. Like, they can't get a handle yes, on the ghoulies. Exactly much more interesting like we have a tiered system of like he's the boss he they're the, the you know the the, the t- mid-tier management and then you got the ghoulies as the minions running around causing mayhem mm-hmm. becky tries to rescue him and uh this he's is the eye- so, sunglasses <laughs> yes but because the eyes that now are doing the north south we were doing <laughs> east west now we're now we're north south um and he does this like sinister smile at her thing just before she tries to leave and she he like freezes her and takes her over because she's wearing the necklace it's a weird thing because he doesn't freeze her he gestures to the minions who gesture at her and she freezes so again middle management (laughs) how (laughs) the minions are the michael scott of this situation like the best kind of like could you deal with it like red flag you can do unlimited magic However, it all has to go through a second person before the spell yeah. can be cast. Yeah, and if they're in a cranky mood, they're going to do a bad job of it. They're going to be like, no. You're no. like, conjure me some pea soup, and you get the bowl of soup, and it's it's clam chowder, and you're like, I wanted pea soup, and they're like, well, that's what you get today. Yeah. Or you, order, you ask for clam chowder, and you get, like, tomato bisque, and they're like, well, I thought you could, maybe you're, watch your weight. They're they're he's up on the potatoes there, buddy. They're both inept and passive aggressive. <laughs> yes, no, because no, no, I'm saying they're not inept. They choose not to. Oh, they're okay. Like, they're just maybe you can watch your weight, Got buddy. it. Got it. Um, he invites everyone back to the party, and he and Becky are of course wearing glasses because they have the green eyes. But he then gives everyone so, a pair of glasses to wear. Do you know why? I mean. Presumably because he was tired of wearing the contacts, but do you have actual information yes. about this? So movie? this movie was supposed to be filmed in 3D, and the audience oh. was supposed to put on the 3D glasses when the characters put on th- put on glasses. Interesting. At least that's the story, I re- which makes sense that they started to film it in 3D and realized, no, no, no. So it's just like in the movie that people wear glasses. Huh. So it would be like partially in 3D. Yeah. So like elements, you put the, take put them on and take them off. Interesting, because 85, I think, is pretty well past the 3D boom of the 80s. Well, it is Charles Band, and I don't think he's, true. I don't think his finger's exactly on the pulse. He invested in it for Parasite and was like, I'm getting more use out of these <laughs> I cameras. Gotta, I gotta do it. We're still filming in 3D. And it's like, nobody wants that, Charles. I will say, I loved her. Um, Becky's got this, like, slinky black dress on. It's like a one-shoulder one number, and it's got this, like, bejeweled spiderweb necklace and it's it's cool looking it is very cool looking i also the one dude's glasses are wild i wish we had an explanation of what they were the windshield wipers yeah but there's like there's like a wire running off them presumably to the battery pack to make those work we don't we don't see that in the movie but i would have liked i'm pretty sure that's what it is yeah 
So they they're they're having dinner, and they they the scenario here is is just delightfully stupid. They invite their friends over for dinner. And then they start serving dinner, but not to themselves because you don't eat when you're involved with the ghoulie magic. And the why? friends are like, I don't know. <laughs> but even further, the friends are like, oh, why aren't you eating? And he's like, we already ate. And no one finds that weird. <laughs> if I got invited to not a party, but a dinner party and we all sat down around the table and the host and the host's spouse or significant other or whatever was like, Oh, we already ate. I'd be like, well, this food's poison. I'm not eating it. Yeah. It'd be like, <laughs> I'd be like mouthful of soup, like, blah, and yeah. just like let it spit back out onto the spoon. It's like, that's really suspicious. This is either drugs or poison. I don't want it. <laughs> yes. There's a ghoulie in the beef. There's ghoulie in the soup. It's a ham, but just to be, just oh, so we don't get the tweets. Yes. I'm surprised you didn't recognize that being such a former ham boy. A f- I'm a former ham boy. I know, but you were a big ham boy. Reformed. Um, and then, again, with the lazy, I don't understand what's happening, he, like, freezes all his friends with their wine glasses and magically transports them to a ritual circle. B- just before he does that, there's a great shot of Drooly Ghoulie popping up on the table. And, like, all I could think of was him being like, are we really ruining all this food? That's, like, so wasteful. <laughs> That, like that's crazy why did we do this this seems crazy this is like so 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 terrible i also don't know why they did like why couldn't i guess it was i i understand from i guess it would be to hide the ghoulie puppets but like from a, a plot standpoint it could have just been like oh have a seat Under- at the table we're getting ready to serve and then freeze or Here's a beer. Sit on the couch, and the ghoulies are under the couch. Like there is no need for the ghoulies to pop out of chowder and hams. It's just not necessary. So yeah, he magically tra- he's like everyone freeze, and then he magically transports them to the ritual space. And he, I just, I can't take him seriously when he's got one eye looking at the moon. <laughs> <laughs> he's got one frog eye keeping tabs on the moon, and the other frog eye is looking at the grass. <laughs> And I, he's like, being, so, he's like, and I'm like, hey, buddy, you need to not. Peter Falk has an actual glass eye that acts up significantly less than these. And it was like a running joke for many people to make fun of Peter Falk's eye. Like, oh, he, really? you know, I mean, people made fun of it all the time. I, d- I didn't know he had a glass least, eye, period. I feel like... <laughs> I feel like every time we talk about Peter Falk, I mention this, and it's the first time you've heard it. You have very specific memento. <laughs> I, I do. You have you have Falk mento. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, uh, like the, like I just I cannot get over how bad these contacts are. And again, like you you shoot them on film back then, but there were dailies. You like you would know they were wrong after the first time you did it. And also, there's no way you couldn't tell. Just looking at the guy. I, there's a 0% chance that on set you couldn't tell that these contacts were just, like, drifting. They're just nowhere near looking in the same direction. So he does his little uh, ritual, and then everyone starts screaming, and then the dad zombie screams his way out of the grave, and there's too much screaming. And then he just zaps everyone back to the dinner table, and I was like, this is so fucking lazy. I was also really disappointed because they're, they're raising the dead. The The pop out of the grave is a really cool looking puppet. And then it cuts away and it cuts back. And it's um, Billy from Hocus Pocus level makeup. Like, it's just like sort of ghost paint yeah, on a human. Uh, Although or, no, Billy I, Butcherson makeup is great. 
Yeah, I, that's that's. I was like, I, that's I Doug went too Jones. Good. Yeah, yeah. More like deep, deep background extra on the Dawn of the Dead, the original yeah. one, they, where it's like, we're just gonna paint you blue. You're gonna be sixty five feet from the camera. We're just getting an effect. Like it's, you're in the back. Yeah, exactly. They do like hero makeups in the front, a little bit, you know, masks in the middle, and then back in the back, it's just like we're just gonna paint you blue. Here we're gonna smudge some black around your eyes, paint your face blue, and yeah, we don't need to get too too involved here. No, and this is where I wrote that literally nothing about this movie has made sense so far. Yeah, no, not at all. It's a bummer. And then they start boning in the. Some people are like we're gonna bone in the clown room, and then Mariska. Hart- oh, 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 wait, 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 one more. I'm sorry, but he is the best part of the movie, so I'm gonna keep talking about him. When they're raising the dead and doing the ritual, Drooly Gooly is like <laughs> panically looking around me like wait what's she doing now wait 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 what is th- is he he's doing the race of dead are you guys aware he's doing the race of dead ritual are you kidding me right now nobody's upset about this he's so upset looking on the stairs i love how into drooly gooly you are I, it's I, the only thing that kept me going throughout this movie was watching drooly gooly and imagining what was going through his head because he looks terrified he looks like a guy who's in way over his head like i'm just a temp i'm, I, I'm only here part-time I, I don't even have health benefits yet what's happening to me like i it's so good kicked in. <laughs> yeah, exactly i'm on day 17 this is what this job is like <laughs> so it's he, so silly after he zaps them back to the dining room he's like becky and i are going to go to bed you can each pick a room to sleep here tonight. And I was like, so in the friend timeline, they came over, <laughs> yeah. ate soup, and then the host said, I'm going to bed. Yes. Come over for dinner. I won't be eating. Also, I'm here for one course and then sleep. <laughs> sleep. So two people are going to go bone in the clown puppet room. Why? Yeah. Terrible um, choice. Mariska Hargitay and... Toady, Toad Boy, whatever, go to the fountain and get attacked in the fountain. Yeah. Uh, and I, the fact that Mariska Hargitay went on a date with this guy and was like, yeah, I would like to spend more time of my life with him is... No way. Olivia more Benson inexplicable. <laughs> it's more inexplicable than Drooly Gooly being here on a temp basis. <laughs> yes, I agree. Well, also, fun fact, this is not Mariska Hargitay's real screams because her voice is too deep and husky. Interesting. So they just they're stock screams. They get attacked by the green uh toilet sperm ghoulie. Um so this is a moment where I think that the movie could have been better because I think it's a cool idea that the the two stoners are sitting under like with their backs against the bottom of a window so that they can't see outside, but they right. know Toad Boy and Mariska Hargitay are out there. And she was screaming earlier because he was tickling her. And mm-hmm. now she's screaming for real, and they like think it's sex noises. And I'm yeah, like, yeah, yeah. that is a the idea of like a shot of someone giggling that like, oh, our friends are having sex, but behind them you can see they're actually getting murdered. Like, that's a cool shot. This Agreed. Movie, this movie wastes it, but yeah, yeah, I, I totally agree. Uh, th- we cut from that to the couple actually getting down in the clown room, which, as you said, is just like down to I, clown. at minimum. I'm putting that thing. <laughs> At minimum, I'm putting that thing in the closet. At minimum, that thing's going in the hallway. Right. Like, whoop, or out the window. He's not going to notice. It's gone. 
Yeah, no, no thank you. Well, also you missed that uh, dad exploded, the zombie dad exploded the door. That happens right inside. now. Oh, no, yeah. he yeah, it's it's like a glass it's like a it's all glass. It's a glass um like a French door double door situation yeah. and he blows it off. It's a very cool looking effect. I will give them credit. It's yeah, it's well done. Uh and then he turns into a sexy lady. Uh, and and uh the guy the discount Danny Zuko Dick. was the one with yeah, he was with the woman upstairs. He's like, oh, "I got to get some water," putting his pants back on. And he's he walks down the stairs, sees the sexy woman and is looks up and he's like Thank you, God. Yep. And then <laughs> out loud and then is immediately trying to have sex with this lady. And it's like you were you were like not not two minutes ago having sex with a different person. Well, also, so zombie dad's a little gay because it w- the camera cuts away and cuts back and it is zombie dad's tongue wrapped around his throat. Yeah, so, I think zombie dad goes both ways. When you're yeah. when you're living for eternity, I think like the bounds of human sexual intimacy just like seem boring to oh, you. Oh yeah, much like Buffy on Angel, it's like you're gonna live forever. You're just like gonna try stuff. Oh, of course. Um, so I'm confused because originally he said he told you know Grizz- Grizabella and Goobly guts. My, I want you. I need. I want knowledge. That's my goal. And then turns out his goal was to bring his dad back to life. I don't, I don't know. The movie wasn't clear. Yeah. It, it, I didn't even know he knew he had a dad. I mean, obviously he knew he had a dad. Well, okay. All humans <laughs> have dads, but you know what I mean? Like, it, it, like, did he get stories about his dad from the henchman guy? Like, no idea. Why does he know about this? I will say the tongue effect is very Nightmare on Elm Street. Yes, cool. it is. The, it's I, the third one. I think it's yeah, the third yeah. one, where it's, the, it's, the mute it's a Freddy effect lashed to the bed. Yeah, but it's it's cool. It's well done. They allegedly had five months of pre-production, and I don't know what the fuck they worked on in that time. <laughs> the tongue, the the setting up the glass door, and I they probably had to build these ghoulie puppets. Like as okay as okay to bad they look, they do take time to make. You know, well, th- there are other people who work on this movie. Other people could have been working on the script while they're sculpting out a ghoulie. <laughs> yeah, you could have had, you know, another pass or four. Um, <laughs> He's back in his green froggy eyes. <laughs> and Becky is, like, getting in the bed as he as he powers up. Mm-hmm. Um, the little people decide to kill the stoner for some reason? Yeah, I don't quite get this. And there's also a scene that I find just very s- deeply out of character that, like, this stoner can't find a light. He yeah. doesn't have matches or a light. Oh, you know what? They do show him having dropped his matches and gotten them wet. So I yes. guess that does make sense. Because I was like, there's no way this guy doesn't have a light. That's sort of his whole dynamic. Well, then also, um, I want to say the the female minion is... Every time I say minion, my brain goes... To the, like, I was just about to say the same things. thing. <laughs> Those yellow dildos with legs. Drooly Ghoulie would be the leader of the minions. He got like a bunch oh, of promotions. Yeah, he would. And he's like, all right, guys, I, I'm no longer worried about this. I have a whole army behind me. Um, but the female minion lady seems to not want to murder or she or or she does want to murder. And the other guy, one of them is like, why are you killing him? And then... Yeah. And then they make a reference. They're like, 
oh, better us than the ghoulies. And like, so you're not working with the ghoulies? Right, right. And the other part that makes no sense to me is the, both of these people are confirmed to be actual capable, actually capable of magic. And they're doing so much manual labor, labor. The two of them are dragging this guy outside. Like, are you saving spell slots? Like, what <laughs> What are we doing here? Like, just magically float him out. Show off. <laughs> but just, like, make him lighter then, you know? Like, make him float an inch off the ground so you can drag him. Yeah, but so they're, like, scared of the ghoulies. And I'm so confused at this point. And then they throw a ghoulie on another guy. I'm like, so are you working together or aren't you? Yeah, they have, a, like, a little fight with the ghoulies. The clown doll thing is now alive. It has green eye goo. And did you notice that it has three hands? I didn't catch that. Is it? Are you saying like the two regular hands and then also the monster hand? So there's two. Uh, the two hands are outstretched, and then all of a sudden yeah. the hand punches through the mouth, and both oh, hands yeah. are outstretched, and it like yeah claws its way out of the mouth. And I was like, well, what's happening? <laughs> yeah, that does. I didn't catch that, but you're totally right. I also like. I don't know if that happened. I think it happens right before, but the two assistant people take the stoner guy's jacket, the one stoner guy's jacket, and they pretend to be him by standing on each other's shoulders. Oh yeah. And the, which is honestly one of the funniest uses of that I've ever seen in a live action thing. Cause mm-hmm. I, 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 that's mostly a cartoon gag, but there's, there's smoke. The top one is smoking like shoulders hunched over. And the guy comes roaring in like, Hey, don't bogart that joint, man. And they whip around and he's like, bah, that's not my friend. That's two people in an overcoat. <laughs> <laughs> that is what his face says. That's ten ferrets in a trench coat. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the the totally necessary toilet ghoulie pops up here. Yeah, it's honestly insane how inconsequential it is, given that it's on the box art. Well, I'm pretty sure that they came up with the the box art, and then they were told they had to put it in the movie. I think I read oh, that. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Did you also, I guess you didn't because you didn't notice Drooly Ghoulie, but at, at this point, the zombie dad guy is talking to the ghoulies and he takes a little rag and he dabs the spit <laughs> off Drooly Ghoulie. <laughs> I did notice that he does. <laughs> okay. He does do a little bloop bloop. He's like, Drooly Ghoulie is sitting there panicking like, again, just a champ. This is day 17 for me. And he's like, there, there, puppet. There's no need to worry. I, I'll i make sure you get to day 30 and get that health insurance. It's very important to me that people in my organization <laughs> taken care of. Meanwhile, he's like gutting children. Don't forget to bring a dish to share to the company Christmas potluck <laughs> next week. <laughs> Steve, an accounting Call- has a nut allergy. <laughs> Corporate has approved one beer per person. Jeans and a wacky sweater have been approved. <laughs> you may wear your fun ties on Friday this month. <laughs> Julie Glue is like, I'm having a tie. And then, uh, so Becky takes a tumble down the stairs. Yeah, it's. <laughs> quite absurd because like i I, they all have all of his friends have to die for reasons unknown (laughs) yeah the spell breaks exactly long enough for her to be like why jonathan and then tumble to her death down the (laughs) stairs (laughs) (laughs) it's so crazy like why why does she get so little and then turns out zombie dad's been orchestrating this whole thing from beyond the grave yeah what Again, our necklace theory is like a very minor addition to this movie that improves it tenfold. 
Uh, also, so there's gods and magic powers, and I just I'm so confused. And then he, and then my favorite, he goes, "I want your youth," and I was like, "Oh, he is." Hey, baby, that's not the <laughs> yeah. that that tree Drew might be looks way younger. That tree might be tapped, buddy. You might want to find Count, someone else. Count the rings on that redwood, bub. That's yeah, a that's crack, a mighty one. Crack that leg open and count those rings, because you might want to go for Toad Boy. I also like that this guy, to have a romantic evening with his lady, lights one tapered candle. But to do a satanic ritual, there's suddenly nine million candles in there. I almost turns into Carrie's house at the end of Carrie. I wish Becky was alive to be mad about this, because Mm -hmm. she should be. Um, Also, there's a... There's a square elevator cutout that's very clearly visible because the fog is rolling out explicitly yeah. out of this square. And I was like, uh-huh, uh-huh. oh, wow, we're just, we don't give a shit. The zombie is now wearing the like Satan robes and Jonathan goes downstairs and they're like having a verbal showdown of, of sorts. And yeah. we find out that, that Becky is somehow still like has basically become animated as a corpse and is under his spell. And he like calls Becky to his yeah. side. And then does a Star Wars Vader force choke on Jonathan. Like, exactly the move. Grizabella and Gopher Guts are like, Jonathan's father is the true master. And then later they're like, and then 10 seconds later, they're like, no, don't kill Jonathan. Yeah. You you can't, you can't play both. (laughs) Yeah. I need you to pick one. Also, when they said the thing about Jonathan's mother, I was like, oh, is she going to show up? Like, is that what the end of this is? Is like, she's been here the whole time. Oh, that woman got a day rate. They couldn't bring her back. They couldn't afford to bring her back. I was expecting it to be pro wrestling style. Like, by God, that's Jonathan's mother's music. And she she comes down out of the square elevator in the floor. Yeah. And like, you know, lightning fingers, because we're just stealing stuff from Star Wars now. I thought she was going to do that. Yeah. um, I, yeah. So I'm confused by, like, all of that. And then Dad goes... Oh, also, Zombie Dad is for some reason getting less zombie. Well, I think he's, like, draining life force from the two of them, but we don't Could actually... explain. I think I think that's what he's aim- getting at, because it's like, I'm going to steal your life with a kiss. And it's like, he's been slowly stealing oh, yeah. life he from his friends. He says the line, kiss me, son, let me drain the life from your lips. So yeah. Dad's as gay as a picnic basket. <laughs> And also in in practicing incest, which is like a very odd add on to that. Yeah, and then they Obi-Wan so Jonathan and is like, fight. yeah, yeah, yeah. Jonathan is like getting tractor beamed in for this kiss, and then it's it's not by God, it's Jonathan's mom's music. It's by God, it's the old man's music from the beginning. It's a Deus Ex grandpa. The narrator who showed up twenty minutes into the movie is here now. At one point, even in the narration, is like, I wish I could have saved him, and I'm like, why couldn't you? Why weren't right. you there? You yeah. were you raised him, and and, and uh, totally agreed. But my my bigger issue is they're having a fight, and it's a very very bad like. All right, I'll put my hands on your shoulders. You put your hands on my shoulders. We're just gonna wiggle around, and they're like, "We'll just fix it in post." And by fix it in post, I mean we're gonna do lightning fingers from Star Wars coming out of both of you. It's like, mm-hmm. don't don't you cannot just take it from Star Wars. I'm sorry, you can't do that. We also get another moment. Be- so Becky's alive, alive now. And then the narrator goes, despite, get out of here. And despite falling down the stairs and absolutely breaking her neck. Oh, her neck is broken. Um, the house goes, is like crumbling down around them. As get out of here. And then they spend the next five minutes standing there staring at him. <laughs> yeah, they just watch them fight. 
And then, uh, like I said, this was written oh, by a laser eyes. Laser eyes is happens to them. Yep. They, they, they start shooting lasers out of their eyes at each other. It's like laser cats. The, yeah, exactly. It's laser cats. Uh, this was written by a third grader because, oh, all of my friends are alive again. Yes. I don't know why they had to die in the first place. <laughs> they all come running out of the house into the cars and Jonathan is it's like. It's daytime now. Yeah. And Jonathan's like, everybody in the cars, we got to get out of here. And they all hop in and are like speeding away. It's like, wait, what? How How on earth are they all alive? It wasn't like they killed the bad guy and a light floated all over the house and undid no, all the they evil. they came back to life under their dead sheets. And they're driving down the road, and then it's like maybe 10, 15 seconds go by. There's an awkward silence, and I'm like, oh, there's ghoulies in the car. And sure enough, like, well, Also, uh, Gooblegobs and uh, Grumblegoo are walk are there, too. They walk out of the yeah. house and, like, wave at them as they drive away. Yeah, they, they seem, like, happy Jonathan didn't die, which is odd given that they tried to help kill him not long before. Yeah. So this total runtime is right about 78 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently, Ghoulies 2 and 3 use puppets. Ghoulies 4 has, like, way different creatures that are played by little people in suits that are, like, That's way, way different scale. And in Ghoulies 4, the actor who plays Jonathan comes back and plays the same character. Well, I cannot imagine he did much in between. A <laughs> uh, few few TV spots, I believe, is w- mostly what we're looking at. I am so disappointed by this movie. I like, so, too. so disappointed by good. this movie. And uh, other than Drooly Ghoulie, it's almost unwatchable. That's it's the thing. Normally, I, I'm always like, oh, it's it's 80 minutes. Like, it's a breeze. No. Yeah. It's a slog. It's an 80-minute slog. I had to watch it in two sittings because I was just so, so bored. I was like, I was not having a great day and so i just like i'm not feeling funny and this feels like torture so i'm not even coming up with good jokes let me come back to this but yeah it was it was a long 78 minutes which is a crazy thing to say it's a weird sentence yeah it's it's slow the 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 creatures which are fun are not featured enough to really like be a creature movie yeah it's not um, a gremlin situation and the writing is so lazy and sloppy yeah, it's it's really just kind of a total mess. The acting is all over the place. Like a couple of these people are kind of fun and kind of get what kind of movie they're in, but largely not everybody does. Yeah. Uh, and you can do a cheap effects movie and have it be fun like Killer Clowns. Like there's plenty of effects Killer in Killer Clowns. Killer Clowns is the perfect example because also like I don't even know if I'd call that a bad movie. It's just a cheap movie. Right. Yeah, I mean I I think Killer Clowns is borderline bad, but that movie uses props where it's like, oh, several times where you're like, oh, that's clearly a spray painted styrofoam bowl that you put on that thing to look different. Mm-hmm. But it works because it has the aesthetic. And so you have to make the right choices when your budget is limited and, and you can't necessarily make five. Like, why are there five ghoulies? Why isn't there one ghoulie or two ghoulies? And mm-hmm. like use the budget and make two really good puppets instead of five OK puppets, for example. Or don't hire the two other servant characters and put their salary into the puppet budget. Any number of these things. Yeah, I don't understand. Because then you could just make one of the puppets speak. Make one of the ghoulies talk. Yeah, yeah. Drooly Ghoulie was dying to have a voice. He was. I had to give it to him. It was was begging for it. But, like, that's an easy way to do this. So, yeah, this is a huge disappointment. For something I've been so excited to watch and, like, so curious about for so long. And that genuinely frightened me just from the box cover as a kid. Like, huge letdown for this one for me. Bummer. 
Yeah, I, and as much critters was way better. Critters rules in comparison to this. I mean, it's like so much fun to watch, and this is just like boring. Yeah, the mm-hmm. worst, like, well, like I said, the worst thing you can do is bore me when I'm watching your movie. So that's disrespectful I, I, to your audience. Don't. Bore yeah, me. yeah, exactly. So I, this is a hearty not recommend for me. Agreed. Look up, look up if you can find a scene of Drooly Ghoulie. I think like it will enhance your enjoyment of this episode. There we go. Uh, you, you know, for for getting to see him. Maybe we'll do another glory. one of those videos like we've done in the past. Yeah, yeah. Maybe if I can find some drooly gooly clips, but it's just, <laughs> it's just bonkers how boring this is. I could not believe how 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 uh, much of a letdown this was, and I I even had to get uh yeah I got access to a streaming service to watch this, and I was like, oh my god, I hope there's at least one other movie I want to watch to make this worth my while. But oh boy, oh boy, yeah. This is a this was a bummer. This was the one I hoped for really good things and instead got uh, just a, yeah. a poop sandwich. Uh, thank you so much for listening to the show. Uh, don't forget to check us out on social media. When we're on Facebook, we're at Dissect the Eighties on Twitter. We'd love to hear from you if you got something to comment about the show or something to, to say. It would be dissecting the eighties at gmail.com. or you can call us at eight five six Dissect if you uh, leave us a message and uh, we might even play that on the air. Uh, speaking of that, the other way to get heard on the show is to leave a review. And we just got a review recently that I wanted to share here uh, on the air. This is from Mark TV via Apple Podcasts. Five stars. Thank you very much. Uh, God, these guys are good. I totally just discovered this podcast today, and it is the best. Super ex- super entertaining. Thank you for existing. Well, that's a Thank you. very nice compliment. Thank you so much. Although I am afraid every time we get one of these that... Um, we're uh, <laughs> we're gonna have that person get a little further into the catalog and suddenly hate us, which has happened a couple times on other <laughs> reviews. Or it's like five stars, and they get later in, and they're like, "You trashed a movie or li- I liked, or you said something kind of liberal." Fuck you forever, which is amusing to me, but that's fine. Shit. Yeah, <laughs> I literally said on this podcast, Ronald Reagan chokes on jelly beans in hell. <laughs> What episode was that? I don't know. I never remember what those things are from. Uh, one day, there will be uh, perhaps a more robust fan community to answer the questions of, when did we make this joke so I can re-listen to it? Yes, yeah, so um, I can go if back. You, if you remember, tweet us, and I will pass that along to Andrew. Thank you. But anyway, if you haven't reviewed the show yet, damn it, what are you waiting for? Go review the show wherever you get it. Leave us a, a review, and we'll read them on the air. But I will say, the only ones that I get forwarded to me come from Apple Podcasts. So if you leave it somewhere else and you want me to read it, send that screenshot to dissectingthe80s at gmail.com, and I will read it on the air. So uh, go out there and review the show. And more importantly, if you like the show, tell two friends. It's the best way to learn about new podcasts is when someone recommends it to you. So if you haven't recommended us or you haven't recommended us lately, Tell two friends about the show. We'd really appreciate that. Help us spread the word. And uh, don't forget to check out patreon.com slash dissecting the 80s for bonus episodes and a way to get a sweet dissecting the 80s sticker and a welcome letter from us. Uh, That's right. Hand autographs from the boys of dissecting the 80s. Very, very valuable, I'm sure. Um, But again, uh, patreon.com slash dissecting the 80s. Thank you so much for listening to the first episode of The Spooktacular. This is one of our favorite times of year, and we're, we're excited to come back October 18th.
with is another one I've been excited to watch for a long time and I think will hopefully be more fun with uh, for us. If nothing else, it's got insane Gary Busey energy, so that will hopefully be a, a buoy. Uh, we are doing Stephen King's Silver Bullets, another movie like this one from 1985. My a lot of 35th. actually recommended that one to me a while ago. Yeah, no, it's a it's a good, I think it's going to be a good podcast fodder. I think it's the insane Busey energy and there's a kid in a wheelchair that gets jacked up to go supersonic speeds. It's, okay. It's insane Stephen King, which is always a fun thing, you know, Maximum Overdrive style. Yeah. Um, so uh, until then, I have been Trip Lano. I will always be Andrew Lano. Until next time. Don't you forget about me. Dissecting the 80s is a Chum Some of This production. Ow.